Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how she's still single, even though you could come in the charging port of my phone, clog it all up, say, I'll never clean it, dummy. And I would say, well, I guess that's how my phone is now. My guest today (laughs) is a hilarious comedian and actor who captured the hearts of America on season 10 of America's Got Talent, where he finished in second place. His hour stand-up special, Concussed, can be streamed on YouTube. I am joined by the wonderful, incredible, Drew Lynch. Ba-beep-ba, boop-ba-ba, dee-dee-dee-dee, doop-boop. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> I, I'm so glad you uh, included the cum part, too, in the beginning. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, you gotta keep it nasty. Well, that's part of all my intros, but I'm just so so glad you said it. <laughs> How are you? Uh, it's good. I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. Um, Me too. You're busy as like you're so busy. So uh, it's <laughs> it's really it's really cool to see how busy you are and see that you're losing your mind at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the mind has been lost. It's long gone. <laughs> Are you traveling right now? Yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm in Hawaii right now. Um, and I w- that's what took us so long for the setup. That she was like, "Do you have this?" And I was like, "No, I normally travel with that, but I don't have that." 
Um, and literally, the, the I had to the microphone that I'm using from my fiance's phone is balanced on fucking protein powder right now because that's what's that's the thing that was closest to my mouth. Uh, so I thought that was a jar of mayonnaise, and I was trying <laughs> yeah. so hard not to fucking judge you. I was like, damn. He really likes mayonnaise like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the cum was, we have that cum intro, and so I want that synthetic, that synthetic good that fats synthetic cum. synthetic cum that people glop onto sandwiches. Uh, I mean, mayonnaise, yeah, if it hits a little bit of water, it does look a little cummy. I feel like mayonnaise is um, absolutely disgusting. I don't understand it as a condiment when there's like mustard, like there's like Ugh. mustard isn't even just mustard. Like mustard has got like different, portfolios of it you know like there's like sure there's grape poupon yellow I don't even mustard know that see that's what i'm saying i'm not a mustard gal i ordered french fries at this movie theater i was at and <laughs> i asked for ranch but what i got was honey mustard and i dipped my french fry in it and it was dark i had no clue i put it in my mouth i was so devastated i truly was so fucking angry I couldn't believe it. I saw the Batman. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Is it great? True. It is, it is so good? three hours, and I loved every second of it. And I do not like superhero movies. Oh my god! I don't. I'm not. I'm not crazy about. I'm not. Well, I'm usually not crazy about them because all of them are fucking three hours. And yes, I, I'm a human being that has things to do. But mm -hmm. if you can, if you can keep, if you can keep your attention for three hours, then I'll. I mean, I'll for sure go see it. I'll I looked at my phone maybe three times, and then. Wow. Halfway through the movie, realized I left my keys in my car, but I was like, it's been an hour and a half. If someone's going to steal my car, it's probably already done. Turns out, spoiler, nobody stole my car, which is very nice. Your life is chaotic, dude. You stress <laughs> me out. Every single time you talk about the way you live, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old soul and you're just like I'm in the moment and I did oh my god it's it, it stresses me out dude I'm so sorry well I also got to the movie 10 minutes late and then <laughs> had to sit in the front row uh, but the seats reclined so you know my neck wasn't broken and then ordered food it was all wrong and then truly midway through an hour and a half into the movie I was like don't have my keys but I was like am I gonna go all the way back out to my car no I'm gonna watch the movie whatever happens happens Happens. Oh my god. And I truly walked to my car being like, it might not be here. Someone may have opened the door and been like, oh, these are the fucking keys to this car. Beep, beep. <laughs> Which is only something that happens in the movies. Yes. And it didn't happen. I've it's happened before. You've never left your keys in the car and gone and lived your no. life. No, no. I would I check all my pockets and make sure they're they're uncomfortably bulged mm -hmm. to where to where people are gonna be like like what does he have like fucking snacks in his shorts like that's because and I do and I do the same pat every time I, I pat like the front okay I was like okay uh wallet's in the front left uh uh phone is in the uh, uh, uh keys in the front uh, front right and then um fucking phone in the back and then chapstick in the in the back that's that's my that's my thing. I do that. I do that. But when I leave my before I leave my house, right after I've locked the house, okay, uh -huh. and then when I get in the car, and then when I've left, and then when I'm on stage, I'll do it several times on stage. When I, you know that stool when you're on stage, mm -hmm. I, I, fu I stack that thing with personal <laughs> items from my home. <laughs> there, that's how I know I see it at all times. Um, but. 
uh, yeah, your 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 life is just you give you give me anxiety, dude. I'm sorry. I wish I was more observant like that. I'm not. What happened was I had so I was like my phone and my keys. Those are the two things I brought. Um, my phone went in my pocket. And then the parking ticket went in my other pocket. And I was like, those are my two things. And that's how I just <laughs> left my fucking keys. Was, I got my two. Gotta go. <laughs> because I understand that. It's like the cue of your important things is usually two. You have mm-hmm. a, and, and then when you were like, oh, this is a new piece of thing that needs to be kept. <laughs> uh-huh. you were, I, immediately your brain was like, well, those are the two things now. So that other, the last thing is out, which was your keys. Yeah. I mean, life is tough. It's absolutely it's tough. so hard. I Whenever I'm like, oh, I'm stressed, I just think about, I went to Mexico recently. It was lovely. I took mushrooms. I did karaoke, and I felt <laughs> free. <laughs> so, okay, so I, so I have a question, because mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like every single thing that I've seen you do and that you've gotten to do and then and, and getting to know you for the uh, for the past few years, I feel like like I I feel like you're someone who's not really thwarted by any sort of professional thing that you have to do. Like you're not someone who's like 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 no project seems to be you don't seem stressed out ever. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do things to where I'm sure you are, but it doesn't uh-huh. have the appearance that you might just be high all the time. But yeah, uh I mean, it's, I feel like, I feel like that's something that I think is just so cool is like, you know, the, the stress of, uh, of our industry can, can be a lot. And I think, uh, I think that it's really cool that every single time I see you, you're doing always like 10 things, but at the same time, you're so, um, you seem to still just be enjoying it and having fun, not really giving a shit about, you know, (laughs) the way people feel about it. Oh, thank you. I mean... I kind of do bounce around life being like, oh, well, this happened. I can't change it. So getting upset about it seems like more work than yeah, more work than the return I'm going to get. Uh, and I like being busy because then I don't have to think about sad things in my life like being single. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I just like like to work. I feel like you work hard. I feel like I really got to talk to you. This was years ago in Nashville. Mm-hmm. You had done... I don't know, like seven shows in the course of like two days and I and like sold them all out. And I was like, this is nuts. This is <laughs> wild. And then you had Stella with you. And mm-hmm. it was just, I, I was in awe of how hard you worked because I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know if I can do seven shows in two or three days. That's a lot. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is crazy. I mean, I mean, I think I think just yeah, but I just think like we're also just I think we're two different personality types just because you feeling like I love I love people who are like who are like, well, there's no bother. There's It doesn't sometimes things can happen. There's no it doesn't it doesn't make sense to stress out about it. But I spend so much time stressing about everything, everything that goes wrong all the, t- all, all the time. So really? I just, like what, yeah, I mean, what yeah. are you stressed about? Everything, everything all the time. Like, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like, uh, that they're like, I have a difficult time, like relaxing, you know, like when mm-hmm. you say like I did mushrooms and, and karaoke, like <laughs> I would have to be forced to do that. Or that's something that, you know, there would be no way that I feel like I could do that unless it was a special occasion. Like I, I found out I was dying and then I was like, uh, you know, that could be a good time to go do it. No, you gotta do mushrooms before you find (laughs) out you're dying. Have you done mushrooms before? 
I've microdosed. I've had like a bite of a gummy, not even the full micro. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. I think you should trip on mushrooms. I think everybody <laughs> should trip on mushrooms at least like eight times in their life. Maybe 20. I don't really oh fucking know God. what the actual number is. Dude. But it is so wonderful. You feel so floaty. Every touch feels nice. The like lights start dancing. And you just, you like are so happy. I laughed so hard in that bar at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard is, and everybody who meets me says you're the prime candidate because you're just you're you're wound like so tight. You need to mm -hmm. stop this, but I but my ego gets involved where I'm just like, well, I sh if if I want to feel good, I should be able to do it on my own. I don't need oh. something dictating me to do that, which is <laughs> I don't know, probably ridiculous, but it's not um, ridiculous. People do like to have control, but like sometimes yeah. you just can't make yourself happy, or maybe you need something external to make your internals happy. You right, know? right, right. And I, I mean, I guess trying to trying to strengthen that pathway of like, if you have mushrooms enough, I'm sure eventually it, it, it not I, I, maybe maybe eventually you come to those conclusions more easily as far as being able to find what's what, what what's joy and things like that. Maybe I <clears throat> in the beginning of the pandemic, I may have talked about it on this podcast. I don't remember, but I took a bunch of mushrooms. I gotten mushrooms to microdose. And then I figured out, I was like, oh, if you just take more than three, you trip. So I <laughs> took like t 16 little capsules or like 20 <laughs> oh little God. capsules and oh, then Jesus. started tripping so hard. And I went outside. This is still when I smoke cigarettes. Rest in peace, cigarettes. I miss them. I love them. I'll never forget you. Uh, big tobacco had a hold on me. I went outside and I tried to hug a tree because I was like, this tree needs me. And then that <laughs> made me laugh so hard because I was like, trees don't need you, Nicole. <laughs> and I had a great time and I didn't tell my roommates I was tripping until much later. <laughs> it was my fun little secret. Well, that you have that personality anyway that they would not probably have to question if it was mushrooms or not. <laughs> Which is funny that you say that because people constantly are like, are you always drunk? And I'm like, no, this is my baseline. <laughs> yeah, I'm truly yeah. just unhinged. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Do you get like what? Do you get like tame when you're drunk? Does it have like the opposite effect? A little bit. So I've been told by friends that they like don't know when I'm like in a blackout. <laughs> I'll be like, I remember nothing. I feel really bad. And they're like, oh, you were just like slightly more wild than usual. <laughs> So yeah, it's tough, <laughs> tough to tell if I'm fucked up. That's terrifying. I know that. Yeah, we did. We did Nashville together, and then we had like we had the B incident, and I the, where we got into. I don't know if you remember this, but we had the uh, rental car, and we were at the same hotel, even mm -hmm. despite having different show times. Yeah, so I think your show was the second show, and then I had I had to do the first show, and then we drove in the on the way to the venue. Mm -hmm. um, there was a bee that got into the car that wasn't leaving. And so <laughs> you, I think, I think you were driving. Yeah, uh -huh. you were driving. Yes. And then the bee was like flying around and you're like, <laughs> you're, you're hysterical I'm the whole time. I'm just screaming the whole time. <laughs> and it's translating to how we're swerving on in, in traffic too. It's not like you're like stationary in your lane and also screaming. <laughs> 
And so I, uh, the bee was very much like in the front of the car. So mm-hmm. I climbed into the back yes. of the car and, yes. you're, and the bee is now resting on the passenger seat <laughs> and you're screaming. Just screaming, screaming so loud for so long. <laughs> You're like script for so long, it, the entire time. Like the uh, bee, the whole ride, got the there bee the wouldn't first, leave. Yeah, it, it was crazy too because we tried like different windows, mm-hmm. like different windows. <laughs> I think you had the windshield wipers on at one point. I, I had, was like, like everything what? go. It's so funny because I was like, I like vaguely remember the bee story, and then I was just like, oh no, I absolutely remember. That, like, I didn't pull over to the side of the road. I didn't do anything a normal person would do. I continued driving and screaming as this bee was like, oh, I guess I have a loud Uber. Like, Bro. this Uber driver's out of her mind. Yeah. Dude, when well, when I climbed into the back, you were like, you were like, you get up here. Yeah, I was like, you fucking left me. This- you can't just leave somebody. Get back up here. You can't do that. It was the best and then so we get when we when we finally got to um we finally got to zany's we both kind of like almost like when we pulled up you know they like they were nice enough to like mm-hmm. valet the car but when we pulled up we like jumped out of mm-hmm. either side <laughs> and you know like tuck and rolled at a car that was not moving and then we were like you know you were like there's a bee there's a bee and the guy you know some bearded security dude was like all right fucking i'll park it and then um and then, so we did that, so we then we did that, and then we did the shows, and then the shows, it was like, you know, whatever, like, with the shows, whatever, they're like, between the two of us, it's like a five hour, since mm-hmm. five hours long since we got, since we got there, and then we drove back, and the bee was still in yep. the fucking car. The bee was like, we, I live here now, but, but, I'll but never we leave. Totally for, we forgot about it, so you let, the last thing you did when, when we left the car was had that, like, that, that crazy hysterical scream, and then when we got back in the car, it started <laughs> <laughs> and then just screamed all the way back to the hotel. Bro, it was the, it was the maybe the best the maybe the best night of shows I've ever had before <laughs> the shows. And that's the thing is like you can't tell people during the shows because it's not going to be nearly as funny no. as it, as it was when it when it happened. But it's yeah. just like. You know, it's just one of those things that and and also we didn't even know that like the bee had this insane reveal where he was like, I'm just going to still hang out here. And for when they come back, (laughs) I I love a a good running joke. Yeah, (laughs) I love a good running joke. And the fucking bee just like committed to that. So that was that I think is probably probably what bonded us from uh for for nashville that was Mm -hmm. pretty wild that was so fucking wild it was so funny it was just like this normal bee who was just like i'm a nice guy but i'm not going anywhere yeah we reacted like (laughs) like we were like prejudiced i don't Uh know like we were prejudiced about it it was like the bee actually looking back at it like for it to just sit there on the seat it was just Kind of like Uber Pool a little bit, like we and we, yeah. we kind of reacted that way. But that'd be know. really funny if you got into an Uber and your driver screamed at you, and then the other passenger just screamed at you and climbed over seats, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. "What did I do? Is this me or is it them? Like, I don't, I don't know." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. Like thinking about it, like 
it kind of just did a thing. It kind of almost, it acted like a fly. It was a bee that acted yeah. like a fly. But we were like, no, from what we know, bees have a criminal history. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, but even even still they don't. There's probably, there's bees that are mostly, they mostly don't sting. That's, you know, I think, I think all bees sting. I mean, all bees sting. I just mean like not all of them are doing it all the time. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Some of them are just here to chill. They're like, yeah, that's it. I, They're just saying I think hello. Like, I think like one person got stung like 10 years ago and everybody's like, no, bees sting. And you should. <laughs> yeah, bees got a bad rap because they stung one white one lady time. who had a lot one to say. Who deserved it at brunch. She wanted she had, to go like, to the yeah. hive manager and ask why she was stung. <laughs> that bitch deserved it. And then the rest of us just reacted because the bee, it flew around just a, it flew around like a few times yeah. and then, and then, and then kind of stationary. Settled. Yeah. It flew around a few times, which I also think is reasonable considering you were, <laughs> I mean, yelling. I didn't know somebody could yell like that. That was, uh, I'm maybe the loudest person I've ever met. I love screaming. I love having a nice time. <laughs> you just, yeah. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you've it, you've got like the it just you, it would be different if you had a voice that didn't mas- match your personality, which I think it does. But thank um, you. Yeah. But that was uh, that was such a crazy fucking fun <laughs> ride. If that's, if mushrooms. If mushrooms are anything like that, then I'll fucking I would do say mushrooms. mushrooms are a little bit like that. <laughs> Wait, Drew, what are you doing yeah, in yeah. Hawaii? So I'm in. Hawaii, so I actually I have a show here here in at at the Honolulu Theater, I think, Mm -hmm. Honolulu Theater. And so the show's next, uh, oh man, this is hilarious. This is, the show will be done by the time this airs. Um, (laughs) You always forget that. You record like nine months in advance. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So the show went great. I fucking, everybody cried and they peed and there were, everybody got their- was the right condiments for their French fries. Oh, Everything went went so well. I wish well. I was at that show and not the Batman. <laughs> Back to the Batman. It's so oh, yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> Robert Pattinson so hot with the mask on. Um, okay. Zoe uh, Zaldana. No. Wait, Zoe Saldana's in it. No, no, no. Oh. Um, Kravis. Zoe Kravis. Oh, Zoe Kravis. Yeah. Oh, She's yeah. in it. She's hot. Um, everyone kind of talks like this, and yeah. that's kind of hot. And then at one point, Batman, I'm not ruining anything. Okay. At one point, he learns that he needs to go to a website and he goes, the clue is URL. <laughs> and it, I laughed so hard and nobody else in the theater laughed. <laughs> and then I couldn't stop laughing because nobody else was laughing. But I was like, this man just growled URL. And then the next shot was them typing on the internet. <laughs> Wait, so was it supposed to be a joke in no, the script? Like, no, no it was okay. not supposed to be a joke. But I was like, a man gravelly saying URL is the funniest thing that can happen in a very serious superhero movie. I couldn't believe nobody. There was another thing that happened that I can't remember where nobody else laughed and I died. It's the best. My sister does that too. When someone, when she laughs, she's just like you. She's she laughs, and then when no one else laughs, she thinks that's even funnier. It it's is. crazy. It's so funny when when nobody nobody <laughs>, laughs when something really funny happens. I went and saw the Spider Man movie with Sashir, and I mean, it's been out. Have you seen it? Wait, wait, wait. The uh, the uh, fuck. It's um, like Spider Man. I gotta go home. 
Oh, that's yeah, the third something one? like that. Something with like, yeah, everything's like it's the neighborhood. It's like you know, Spider Man Two is like the neighborhood kid, and the Spider Man yeah. Three is like the kid from around the house that in your house. Oh, yeah, it's it's so many. So I think I saw the one where Andrew Garfield was in it and yes. Tobey Maguire was yes. in it. I actually, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I it was fine for me, but when Tobey Maguire came out, so Shears and Maida clapped her hands. <laughs> And nobody else in the theater clapped. And then I couldn't stop laughing that she clapped for Toby Maguire and not another person clapped. And I just like couldn't contain anything. And she was so entertained by the three of them on screen together in a way that oh. nobody else in the theater cared. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I love when people are excited and nobody else is excited. It just. That's ugh. the best. Especially for when it's like when it's when it's their when it's their geek thing. Like like uh-huh. there's a lot of people that geek over Marvel, and if you're if you're outside of it and you're just look if you're just an outsider looking in, you're like I'm just hoping to see a good movie or I guess like the Marvel movies are cool, which is how I feel. But my friend, my friend who's coming to open the show here in Hawaii, his name's his name's Justin Foster. He is a massive like Marvel fan, mm-hmm. and so something like these little these little breadcrumbs that they drop where it's like oh look Ugh. they're have they're talking to each other like that's a that's so much more significant as something like like for this year or for like justin than it would be for you know mm-hmm. like someone like you or i where it's just like yeah that's i mean that's cool i mean <laughs> yeah i like i'm watching the marvel movies now for another podcast and i just i don't think i'm a marvel gal i think i might just be a batman gal because i i've seen a bunch of batman movies and they're all like good i think i just really like that bruce wayne puts on truly just the wildest little outfit and he's like, mm, I need to <laughs> defeat somebody. I'm sad about my dead parents. I will avenge their death. I love it. I'm here so for does, it. Does so does Robert Pattinson, does he do a a good job as 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 Batman? He is the most emo Batman you will ever fucking meet. Of he course. He's the Batman we need after the pandemic. We're all a little wow. sad. <laughs> Wow. Even if you're wow. a superhero, you are a little sad. Yeah. So I'm yeah. here for it. He's got this like long My Chemical Romance hair. Um, wow. I'm just like here for it. I love yeah. it. And then the music is kind of like emo. Drew, yeah. get thee to a theater. I know. I know. I'm in I'm in Hawaii and I might. You're actually selling it on me. I might it's spend It's as my if I'm getting inside. paid to talk about this movie and <laughs> yeah, they have really paid know. me nothing. No one has offered <laughs> me a part in it. I just can't stop talking about Batman. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, the thing is, is Batman as a as a hero, as a superhero, he's pretty much the most emo of them anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like Batman's they've always kind of leaned into that and that like darker yeah. like tone, you know. Um, so, I mean, that always gives me so much anxiety anyway. I mean, Spider-Man, if I if I were to pick a favorite superhero, Spider-Man would be uh, my favorite because I feel like it's almost the opposite of Batman mm-hmm. and how and how buoyant a lot of it is, and it's young, and it feels, you know, whatever. But um, I, I, I remember when the trailer for the Robert Pattinson Batman dropped, I was, like, shocked. I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, what crazy casting. Wild casting. Also, as you watch the movie, you'll go, what year is this? You'll never figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Never, ever. You'll say, is it the 80s, the 90s, now, future? What time period? And you'll never know. And I love it. How 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 often do you are you going to the movies? Honestly, not often. Okay, uh, I don't I go wanna, that often I want to go more often because it is nice to leave my house and see a movie. 
Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's new. Yeah. You know, you could go back to that. That's yeah. nice. How often are you seeing movies in theaters? Fucking mass shooters ruined it so much for me. And I still hold a grudge against every single one. And how, know, uncrea- how uncreative it is to do it into a, in a movie theater. Like, I don't know. And so uh, I feel, I feel, I feel like resentment toward, like I feel, I feel not, 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 not even just, I feel burned by that. I'm like, yeah, I can't, like there's places that I just and I, I get into this is the levels of anxiety I feel like I get into where I'm just like if it if it's ha- in my head I'm like in my head I'm like I can't go see a movie because what if it gets shot up and then I'm like at this but then I'm like well maybe that's when where the safest one is because it's already happened like uh-huh. and they're not they're not so hacky that they would do it all the time there mm-hmm. and but then I'm like so then I you know if there's a, an experience that I haven't had like karaokeing in Mexico on mushrooms and I'm like well <laughs> has a shooting happened there yet because I don't want to be the first one you know oh, like God. i don't want to be yeah so this it's is just levels of anxiety that's what i'm saying man it goes in it goes into itself like it, it it plays into like here's why you should do something and here's also why you shouldn't it's like Damn. it's ha- it's like having a defense lawyer and prosecuting attorney that are at the same like mm-hmm. arguing the same thing which wouldn't make any sense you wouldn't be able to get anywhere so um yeah, that's what it that's that's what it is. That's why I'm saying like I, I like I'm I'm fascinated by people like you who are just like, you know, like let let life take me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna fucking I'll let research take me, but I'm not gonna let Okay. Here's the <laughs> thing, Drew. I I just know in my heart I'm not dying in a mass shooting. And, you know, for everyone listening, you probably you might know someone who might have, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make light of it. No, I definitely just not. have manifested that I don't see that for myself. Uh, Same thing with plane crashes. People are afraid to fly. I have been on planes where turbulence is so bad that like a flight attendant was literally whispering, I quit. Uh, And then uh, it was like really, 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 really bad. We were trying to go to San Francisco and we like went to land from LA. We went to land. We had to go back up in the sky. The plane was literally like a big kid was holding each wing and shaking it as hard as they could. Uh, People were puking. It was disgusting. It was like really fucking nasty. But like I like kind of just woke up from my nap because I can sleep through that kind of turbulence. I like woke up and I was like, oh, God, how annoying. But like (laughs) this plane's not going down. (laughs) And I went right back to sleep. And the flight attendant was like, you can really sleep through anything, can't you? And I was like, yeah, what am I going to do? Stay awake and like be scared? No, I'm asleep. And if I die in a plane crash, I will wake up right before the death and go, oh, no. Well, good thing I was sleeping. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Fucking. I, Nicole, I. What? You're the only person I know who sees turbulence as annoying. Like you're like, oh, that's, what that's it is. it's a new. <laughs> I don't want to be bothered by this. <laughs> that's fucking terrifying. It, oh I mean, God. like what the the amount of planes that land safely is greater than the amount of planes that go missing <laughs> right. or crash. I yeah. still can't believe we're not talking about that Malaysia plane that went down or didn't go I down. Know. It just fucking disappeared. Disappeared. I know. Yeah, Drew, I don't see it for myself. Travel with me. You'll never pass away. I think that's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I honestly, I manifest things. I uh, I was with Sashir and this other girl, Keisha. We used to be a three-person improv team. This is years and years and years ago. We were doing a show in Boston, and 
I think it was Keisha. She was like, let's take a bus. And I was like, I don't want to get on a bus. Buses break down. So she was like, buses don't break down. They're safe. And I was like, ugh, it's going to break down. We got on the bus. Hour in. Broke down. Broke down. Manifested it. Yeah. Didn't mean to. I was just like speaking my truth. I thought they broke down. And then we like rented a car and it was fine. So like, yeah, I'm never going to die in a plane crash. I'm never going to die in like a active shooter situation. Just not going to happen. Right. See, that's good. I like I do that. I do. I feel like at my core, I feel those same things. Mm -hmm. But I just I don't know how you get to that place where you don't let you don't let the editor be the person Mm -hmm. that starts to like dictate it. And and, and maybe this is just born from like stand up. And I know that, you know, you and I, we don't talk like a ton about stand up, but like, you know, maybe it's just like, you know, you work that that muscle gets so I don't want to say strong, but that muscle is just used so often Mm -hmm. that when you don't stop it from like your professional, you know, life, then like if it translates to your personal life, it might even be, it might be a huge detriment to being able to experience something like fully. And and maybe that's what's happened is just, you know, years and years and years of that and using it as a tool where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can edit or I can, I can always, I can always complain or I can find the frustration and things like that's great. But, but when you do that with your life, life, like I think that can, you know, can have like some, some unwanted uh, aftermath. I get that. On that note, we got to take a quick break. Oh yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho. <laughs> 
without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Okay, Drew, we've talked about heavy things. We've talked about the Batman. Let's talk about are you single? I'm pretty sure you're not. I think you've been in a relationship for a minute. Yes, right? Yes, yes, I have. I'm, it's actually why it's actually why I'm in Hawaii right now. We're kind of like moving our honeymoon to before the wedding, so that's how we're. Doing. Oh, that's nice. That's cute. Yeah. So you're doing yeah. your honeymoon now. When is your yeah. wedding? The wedding is in June, and we're getting okay. married in Vermont. Ooh, and, at the Vermont ooh. Comedy Club. I'm kidding. Yeah, at the Comedy Club. <laughs> so that's where we're getting married, and then just planning it just makes me feel so like like. It, it like we're 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 totally not taking it seriously at all. Like we're taking the planning seriously, but we're not taking ourselves seriously. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have like a lot of like silly shit like at our at our wedding, and I think that that's it's just gonna be a party. And I want people to, uh, we want people to feel like they're having a good time, and that it's not. I get weddings are supposed to be about us, but that's just not like who I am. So, mm-hmm. do you have a registry for people to buy shit for you guys? No. What. I know. Like, if they want to, if they want to get, get like a nice card or something, give me like a do gift card. Who cares? <laughs> How are you going to get blenders and mixers and Ew. fine china and forks, <laughs> knives, plates, cups? I'll give, if anybody gives me that, I'll give it to you. I don't want anything. I don't want anything in my fucking house. If there's things in my house, it's just clutter. Okay. Oh, so are you yeah. like a clean person? I I am I am just a necessary person. Whatever oh, is necessary, bare minimum. And then my fiance is the opposite. Like she likes to buy things that I I only buy things that I need. She buys things that nobody wants. So <laughs> fair. I mean, I think a lot of ladies are like that. I yeah. I've kept so many. So I had like a whole storage unit in Jersey where I just like moved everything because I was like, I'm moving back to New York. I'm never moving back to New York. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I finally emptied it. And I was like going through and I was like, oh, my God, Nicole, there's so much shit in here that you don't you didn't need at the time. And mm. you need you don't need now. But I mm-hmm. was like, better wash all these clothes and um, keep them all. And now they're just in a pile <laughs> on my chair because I don't have room for them. So now yeah. I have to like go through it again. It's a whole process, Drew. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's huge, and it's and, and it's like it is hind- something that only hindsight can offer. Because like I tried to explain this to my fiance, I was just like, like she wants to keep every mm-hmm. bit of memory that's surrounded yes. by it. Like she could take a photo in a shirt. She wants the smell of that day from that shirt, mm-hmm. so she won't wash it, and she'll have it <laughs> in like a section. And like like and then and then like she'll have to be reminded that she like if I fucking find it somewhere, I'd be like this. She'd be like oh, that shirt, uh-huh. and it's like you didn't know you don't know any of the shit that you have. So <laughs> so I so I feel like you know I and I'm I'm a bit traumatized because when I when I was younger, my mom she threw away like like if it she was someone who like. She threw away things like that she wasn't sure about. And sometimes those would be like school projects or they mm-hmm. would be like whatever. And she would just be like, well, I didn't know what it was. So I threw it away. And it was horrifying for me. And now I feel like I've grown into her a little bit because I understand it now. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, eh. but I don't. 
it, do I need it for today? Probably not. So let's throw it out. And that's Boy. probably a, a very difficult, that's probably a chaotic way. That's a little chaotic for me. Yeah. I love keeping everything. Um, I had my, my assistant was going through the storage unit. I have an assistant. Can you even? Um, but she was going through the storage unit and then was taking pictures of stuff. And she took a picture of this one uh, glass. And I was like, oh, yes, you have to keep that because it's a window. And when you fill it with milk, it looks like snow. And then she was like, you know what? I have to stop asking about individual things because everything seems to have a wild yeah. story. <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a Christmas glass. Lots of cheer goes in there. And she's like, I'll just ship it all to you and you can sift through it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Thank you. Yeah. And it's not and it's not like you like you're bettering your case to a logical per your argument is <laughs> zero logic. It's like, no, you don't understand. It if you feel it like milk, it looks like snow. And then <laughs> as if the as if the person is gonna be like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes. Now I see why you want to <laughs> keep it. Why did you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you meet? Your fiance. I met her at a bar in Vermont. She ordered an IPA, and I was at the time I was at the, I was I was drinking IPAs the same way that you kicked tobacco. I kicked pretty much IPAs, mm -hmm. and then we had good conversation. And then uh, she got confident enough. I don't know if alcohol or not, but she got confident enough to challenge me in a push-up contest. So, oh. which is ridiculous. Who won? I dominated i didn't i just i didn't even count i didn't even count that's how confident i was i was wow. like i'm not gonna count either of us i'm just gonna keep going until you're tired and you know you don't want to ever date me so yeah that was how and then um she the early stages of when we were dating like she understood that i had traveled so much so she lived on the east coast i obviously live on the west coast and then we would just uh she would fly to see me at some some of these shows. So she would, and and here's the thing: is like she she was like training for like she she, she was like training for Olympics, and like oh. she's been in the world championships for cross country skiing. Like oh. she's she's fucking certified badass. So it was pretty cool to you know get to talk to her and um you know get to get to get to know like what what it's what people like Vermont are from fucking weirdos. I've never been skiing. I assume you've been skiing. I'm a snowboarder, so that hurts my feelings. Snowboarder? <laughs> that truly seems even harder. Snowboarding seems what? wild. So your feet are just like strapped to this fucking piece of wood, and then yeah. it's just like you can't move your fucking feet? Good luck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, but it's almost like it's part of you, you know? It's like an extension of like, yeah, all you do is you manipulate just your toes and heels. It's just, you dance. Like, it's just that. It's dancing on a piece of wood. Interesting. And I know that that sounds, I know that that, that sounds like twerking. <laughs> just <said. laughs> it's just but dancing a on different a piece, piece of, wood. of wood. You know, that's how you fuck them. Um, yeah, that's, that's wild. That's too much. Wait, that's sweet. How long did you guys date before a proposal happened? And then who proposed to who? Um, I proposed to her uh, December 31st of 2020. So I feel like, Ooh. first of all, this this year, I think, has more weddings than like in, in like 40 years. Like because <laughs> seriously, because so many people, they got through the pandemic together mm -hmm. and then they were just like well fuck you know we can do anything so let's you know let's just do this so i think that's what happened i think we're probably gonna see a lot of divorces but mm -hmm. but uh i proposed i proposed to her and then we dated for i think three years before so i think okay. it's a good amount of, that's good a amount of solid time. amount of time okay yeah. so 
she challenged you to a push-up contest. Yep. Had any other woman done that? And is that something that I should be doing to men? I think so. I think so. I think, you know, um, I'm terrible at dating advice, but yeah, do do whatever, you know, get, get, I think guys like, I mean, I think guys like to, like guys like, guys are competitive for no reason, mm-hmm. you know, guys are competitive for no reason. It doesn't make sense. Like there could be, you can make a bet on if someone's going to do something at breakfast. You know what I mean? Like if that, uh, you, you're watching other people at breakfast and you're like, oh, I'll bet that guy, I'll bet that guy's not going to tip or whatever. I'll bet that, you know, mm-hmm. and then other guys will just be like, we're just, they're contentious for no reason. So if, a if you start challenging, first of all, I, <laughs> dudes, <laughs> like, uh, if you're not, if you're, dudes are annoying. So I don't, you know, there's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, you just have to understand the psychology of that. And then when you can get past that, then fucking whatever. But <laughs> I just want to apologize ahead of time that if you're single, <laughs> it's not your fault. It's our fucking fault. Yeah. It's your fucking fault. <laughs> I'm fucking perfect. I'll never fucking change. That's what it is. Figured it out. Okay, I have a question. <laughs> okay, yes. So when you were not in a relationship, did right. you ever encounter chuckle fuckers? Um, yes, but I but I was like I was so um <laughs> I was I'm just I'm very like uh I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not that person who like goes out afterward. Like, you know, mm. I mean, you saw in in like even in Nashville like yeah. I'm someone who like I want to get back to the hotel and just be like inside. So if, if it's a if it's a quiet conversation that happens somewhere with someone where mm-hmm. we're chatting, like that's cool. But at the same time, I feel like I'm somebody who I do enjoy conversation and I like uh, I, I like if it has like depth, you know, like it, mm-hmm. I, I like to connect with people that way. So, you know, uh, yeah. What about, what about you? Does it does it does that does that? Yes. I've only had two chuckle fuckers in this whole decade <laughs> that I've been fucking touring. Two. Two chuckle fuckers, and then on the road I've slept with like uh, one other person who wasn't a chuckle fucker. I have the hardest time. I once went to I can't remember where I went, but I was swiping on Tinder, and I set up two dick appointments, and then they both fell through. And I later asked this dude, I was like, I know it's been like a week or two, but like, why? What happened? And he's like, Oh, I thought it was like really corny that you were like come to my hotel room, and I was like. Ugh. So like people who just want to fuck you still have to like go to a bar and like get to know each other and like have a drink. I'm literally just trying to get deep dick. And you thought it was corny, sir? I was livid. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what are we doing to these men? No, I'm kidding. I mean, it's like nice and fine that he wanted to have a conversation. I was just like, just say that then. That's so funny. That's so funny. So between the two of us, like you're the dude. Like you're the one who's like, just fuck me. I mean, yes. Especially if I'm in, I don't know, Idaho. Like when I'm not staying here, let me fuck somebody here in Idaho and get the fuck up out of here. I'm so horny all the time. Sleeping through turbulence gets me going. Juiced up. I'm trying to fuck. I just crushed this show. Let me fuck. Uh, but I feel like like ladies do not get very many uh, chuckle fuckers. And I've heard that. I've heard that. Like female yeah. comics have like a like like a tough time, and I I don't I don't I don't know why. Maybe it's just I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think like about like the psychology behind like why guys wouldn't want to go to a, a see like a funny hilarious like 
female comic and then be like, oh man, that's so, you know, that's so hot. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it just doesn't, I don't know why it doesn't work. I don't know. I just Googled. Okay, yeah, yes, definitely. Get, let's get Google on this. Do men like funny women? Ooh, okay, what's Google say? Uh, Google say, wait, so I went to Quora, and that's like a weird website. Okay, so this is from the Independent, a UK thing. Why oh. men don't fancy funny women? Research oh, shit, shows we don't men fancy find, them. <laughs> find women wits a turnoff. Oh, my God. Well, maybe that's why. That's why. Uh, that's why you're not fancied. Why I'm not fancied. I'm too funny. You're too fucking funny, dude. That's why. It's a it's a compliment. I guess. Why are men not attracted to funny women? Let's discuss. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested in this. Okay, so a couple years ago, the person who wrote this scored second row tickets to see one of her favorite comedians, Amy Schumer. I immediately asked my then boyfriend to accompany me. He was my favorite person to laugh with. His answer surprised me. She's not very funny. Why don't you ask one of your girlfriends? I was stung. It was second row tickets. He knew how much I loved her. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, sorry, men. Don't find women funny. There, that's what, that's what his, uh, that's what he said. There it was. Wow. This is wild. I mean. Wow. I guess I should like read this article and actually talk about it, but whatever. Well, so then, okay, so then this is my question then. In the two times that you in, experienced chuckle fuckers, for why, like what was, what was different about it? Like what was so, like what was the vibe? Well, the one that went well, the only one that went well. Of um, the three, yeah. I was doing a show and my friend Christy Cello was also on the show. I fucking love her. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she had a tough set. Someone heckled her. She was thrown out. So then instead of just doing my normal material, I did a lot of crowd work. They threw out Christy? No, no. Oh, they threw out the heckler. They, threw out, they <laughs> threw out the heckler. Yeah, they oh, sorry, threw out my so friend Christy. She had a, they she were had like, a Christy, tough get set. the fuck <laughs> out of here, you bombed. <laughs> no. She just had this heckler lady who wouldn't shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. So then I like did crowd work, was getting everyone, you know, back up because it was just like the lady really brought the room down. And yeah. then at one point I was just like, I'm so horny. And then I found this couple and I was flirting with them. And then I was like, yeah. I don't want to be the third wheel who is single. And this man right. in the crowd was like, I'm single. And then he had an accent. And then he was like, yeah, like uh, DM me or I'll DM you. And I was like, okay. So we DM'd Double each other. Yeah. yeah. And then he came to my hotel room and we fucked and we had some wine and it was delightful. What was the accent? I think that's important. Hard to hard to tea. He was an Irishman. Whoa. There it is. Yeah. Ir so Ireland. That was nice. Um, and then... Another one, it was another one during the show where I was like, here's my contact info. And then he, I think, turned out to be a homosexual. Oh. He could have been bisexual. I don't mm -hmm. know. But I like figured out his name from his email, looked him up on um, Instagram, and the first picture he had there was him at a pride parade, uh, just like with rainbows all over him. And he could have been an ally, but he right. also like looked at my pussy and was like, I don't think I could eat that. And I was like, oh, well, okay. Then okay. That's, yeah, then that's... That's definitely that's definitely a confirm confirmation. I mean, yeah, they're oh man, yeah, they're they're here. Here's what I here's what I'll say. So it it because I've heard this also from female, I've heard this also from female comics, is that like even like other, it can get challenging during shows that um, that um, nine times out of 10, if you're getting heckled, 
it will also it will be another female because they get irritated that like the attention is on you mm-hmm. rather than rather than maybe like if they're there with a date or even if they're not you know what i mean like i've seen a lot of female comics who go up and then if they if you know if they get heckled you know it's almost always a female uh who's heckling them and then they will say that you know that that that, that that's why is that mm-hmm. do you think that there's any any merit to that um I am usually not heckled by women. Women will interrupt the show to be like, I like you a lot. And I'm like, thank yeah. you. Which is, yeah, that's uh, always Gay great. men will love to like heckle oh, me yeah. to be like, I'm part of the show. I want the attention. Yeah. But straight right. men heckle me because oh. I don't think, like especially earlier in my career, older, like 45 year old, like men would have the most to say to me. Mm-hmm. I like start off my shows with allowing people to yell nailed it at me because they love saying nailed it during punchlines. And then That's I have to be so like, good. you're being redundant. I know I nailed it. And I don't so mind funny. them yelling it at me. So we do it in the beginning. And usually the loudest voice is some man after everyone else has done it is like, nailed it. I'm like, do you feel yeah. better now? Do you feel stronger? Do you, <laughs> do you feel heard, sir? <laughs> So, okay, so then going back to the going back to the um the one night stands or what if they, or if they mm-hmm. were if they, they weren't yeah, they but were. the chuckle fuckers. So, do the connection with the Irish guy wasn't enough to be like um let's let's do this again or let's see each other again Oh, or... I, I he lives too far away to ever try to do it again. Okay. Okay. I'm not trying gotcha. to get on a plane for some dick. <laughs> I barely want to get in a car for some dick. I would love to just go up my stairs and have it there. I'm going to move somebody in my fucking house, my dude. So then you're not looking for a relationship then. Or you I mean you I mean, are, but just it has like it has it has a ceiling. It has like right deal breakers. Now, I think in my current life Right. I am looking to fuck a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it did. It really did. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm really just like ready for it. Um, I'm a little bit more stationary now. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm going back on the road till next year. So I'm like here. I'm ready. Wow. Um, I have like a couple irons in the fire that I'm working yeah. on. Um, yeah, I feel like this is the most stable I've been in my life. So, and I feel like an adult a lot, you know, yeah. like yeah. I just had my air conditioning like replaced. That's an adult thing. That's an adult <laughs> shit. Yeah, dude. You got to make phone calls and yeah. they ask you for, a, they ask you for a window like 12 yes. to 4 or 8 yeah, to 12. Yeah, you got to yeah. be home for it. You got to be home for it. Talk to yeah. them about efficiency and you go, yeah. yes, efficient. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think I'm ready. I'm ready for love to come to me. So, well, here's the thing. You're the queen of manifesting things so far as I've heard this podcast. So I think it's going to happen for you, like, very soon. True, thank you. I think it's going to happen for you very soon. I think, like, you know, you gotta you let the universe know. You're like, hey, I'm ready. I'm stable. The timing's perfect. That could be great. Thank you. I also <laughs> feel... Like it might be coming to me. Yeah. I'm too horny for to not be rewarded with a good right. deep dicking or a good finger hooking. <laughs> yeah, I love when you say those terms. You really, you really learned a lot from that Irish dude. Um, <laughs> there's nothing that sounds <clears throat> more Irish than what you just said. A finger hooking. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like folklore. It does. Do you? So, 
okay, you're in your description, in the description of your podcast, yes. by the way, one of the best ones I think I've ever seen. You, it says that you love giving blowjobs. Now, I'm sure you've talked about this, but can I hear this straight from you? Yes. Like what? I have, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Okay, I know a lot of ladies do not like giving them. I love right. giving a blowjob. I will say, I just had some dental work done that has really hurt. Like, <laughs> I can't like open my mouth as much as I want. And I said to the dentist, I was like, "When will this swelling go down? I have to open my mouth for things." And she was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "If I have to open." my mouth for things and she went oh it should go down soon and i think we were on the same page or she's like oh she screams a lot which is you know oh, true as also well true yeah but it's like gotten be back to better gotten back to mm -hmm. better it's that good works. so okay so my one of my favorite things i like to please people so like mm. i like going down on somebody and then like looking up and then being like do you like it <laughs> and then they're like yeah and like the subtext is like, keep going. But then you kind yeah. of stare at them and you make them want a little bit more. And then yeah. you start going again. And then you yeah. just like figure out fun things to do with your tongue. And then like, sometimes you like make a, like a, like a suction. And then that's fun too. And then like switching it up while you're like looking up at the person. That's like very sexy for me. So it's like a, so it's like a photo shoot. You feel like you're being, it feels yes. like, photo yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm I'm being like uh, captured with the eyes and you're watching me perform. Oh my god, I like sucking dick cuz it's performing. Oh <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> uh, god, this is so therapeutic. That was therapeutic. Yeah. This is wild. I cannot yeah. believe I never made that correlation. Yeah. That's what it is. That's that what it is. is. You're a so performer at funny. heart. Funny. The dick is my mic, and I'm deep throating it. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, you're killing it. Wow. And and the dick is standing, so that's somewhat of an ovation. It is somewhat of an ovation. Yeah, yeah. That's it's it's all really. I mean, it's all really coming together. I I'm not a very I'm not a very sexual person. I'm not oh. like I. It it's just physical touch is not my love language. Fair. You know, mine mine's mine's acts of service and words of affirmation. You know. Um, those are, those, those, you know, that's how I feel loved. But my fiance, she, hers is physical touch. And mm -hmm. I, how much I love her, I love that I get to communicate with her that way. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, but it's been something that the reason I'm, I, I brought this up to you is because, you know, she's the same, she's the same way that you are, where she's like, I love giving. And I was like, uh -huh. you don't need to, you don't need to, you don't need to lie to like satiate me. Like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh -huh. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not, I, I just won't, you know, I'm not trying to tell you your truth, but I don't, I don't want you to have to, you know, feel like you're mm -hmm. lying for the purposes of whatever. And she's, I think s still very sincere. So it's just, it, you know, that's one of those things that, that, that baffles me, especially when you hear so many women who they're like, I don't, don't it at all. I, yeah, I, it confuses me when people are like, I hate it. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> like, well, they're not performers. Why? These fucking, they're not performers. They don't know. Yeah, they're not These performers at heart. Weak ass, weak ass writing in their yeah, blowjobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, we have to take another break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. 
Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com and you ly.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code date me 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code date me 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. Speaking of performing, let's talk about it. When did you start performing? When did you know you wanted to be a comic? Um, I never did. I always loved, I always loved, wa- I always loved, uh, watching up. um, when I was a kid. Like, I loved, like, I loved, like, I watched everybody. I loved, like, Chappelle, and I loved, like, Ellen, and mm-hmm. I loved, uh, I even, like, I even watched Dane when I was younger. I watched Tosh. I watched, uh, uh, the Blue Collar Tour. I loved, like, Ron White, and mm-hmm. so I watched, I watched, you know, I watched everybody, and that was a way that, like, my dad and I would bond was, like, stand-up. So, but when I moved to L.A., it was uh it was to just do acting like that mm-hmm. was that was my that was my whole shit i went to i went to performing arts high school performing arts middle school i just i just loved it i wasn't great at sports and so when i started to do shows like that was my thing like mm-hmm. i just i was i just loved it and then i had I had the, I had my my I had a my injury happened when I was twenty. So I had mm-hmm. this. So for people who I guess people who don't know or whatever, I can retell it. But like I had, was working at a comedy club. I was working at Flappers in Burbank, uh-huh. and that was the perfect night job for when I 
move there. Like, because for when I moved there, I was just to, trying to have my days free to audition mm-hmm. and do shoots and shit. So I was like, oh, I can have a night job and I'll be around comics. Like, that's fucking so perfect. So they had a softball team and I won one of the games. I went to like field a grounder and mm-hmm. it hit me. It hit me in the throat and then I fell and hit my head. And I thought like we didn't think nobody really thought anything of it. People were like, oh, that looks bad, but it didn't look like holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like that would like like that would, you know, fuck shit up. So um, I went I had to work later that night, but then they were like, oh, you, you don't, you seem like out of it. So just go home and like sleep it off. And then when I woke up the next day, my speech was really, really slow. I was talking, but I wasn't making a lot of sense. And I, I don't even remember that day. That was just mm-hmm. something that my, my, like my roommate told me that I just wasn't myself. So he took me to um, the hospital and then they were like, yeah, you had, uh, you had a, like a, a major concussion and a vocal contusion but for the most part they didn't they didn't they weren't able to deduce why I was like stuttering and it wasn't even like it, it was almost slower than stuttering it was like every single word that I was saying was like um staccato and mm-hmm. like broken up it was just it was so and, and my motor skills were not all there so that long story uh to say this part to say this story is the uh, my agency and my manager for acting, like they all, they all, they all, they all dropped me. So what? I had like, yeah, they all, they all dropped me. They all, I had like, I had, I had like callbacks lined up for like, uh, like Mad Men. I was doing stuff for like for Disney. Like I was like in the thick of it for after, mm-hmm. for only after like a year, year and a half of being in LA, like I had had some good momentum. And I think that's because, um, you know, I looked so young and like my mm-hmm. agent knew how to like market it. So it wasn't necessarily that they were as curt as saying, Ew, you you're fucked up. <laughs> you, we can't represent you. But they did say like, well, come back when you get better. And my I was told that my voice was my speech especially was going to get better after you know, at about like they said they told me about 2 weeks to whatever, 2 weeks or a month and and then it'll get better and with some speech therapy and then, you know, here we are 10 years later and you know, it's obviously much better, but I've had to change I've had to change so many things like I've had to go to like yeah I had to go to like physical therapy mm-hmm. like f- like physical rehab and I've had to do speech therapy I had to I've done like therapy to talk through like the fucking trauma of it I've had to change my diet because after you have I guess after you have like a traumatic brain injury it's called a TBI you're supposed to switch your diet to like high fats and low carbs so your brain can your brain can heal itself so you know in the past few years my speech has gotten um, much better, but it's just, t- it, you know, that whole trajectory was, uh, was why I got into standup. I got mm-hmm. into standup because no one would hire me. And then I had some comics who were like, use it as your pain, bro. Talk about, you know, <laughs> talk about the fucking pain of it. So that was the whole, that was the whole, uh, I guess, trajectory. Damn. That is fucking wild. Yeah, I know I rushed through that story, but, you no, know, I just told it so many okay. times. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. And I knew you talked about it so much. So I was like, I mean, no, that's OK. That's but OK. Yeah, it is like fully fucking wild that that happened at like a softball game. Like, I think we forget mm. that like one thing can just change your whole life. But also it's like it changed your life for the good, you know? 
Yeah, there was definitely some lessons to have been learned there. I have some, I have some control issues. Like I have, you know, I I have a tough time, like giving up control mm-hmm. with with of things. Because you know, and I, that was already I was already that way prior to the injury, and then the injury happened, and was like, you know you know, here's, here's a lesson for that. You're not always in control all the time Mm -hmm. and you, and you know, and you have to learn that. And there is strength in overcoming that. But then it came, it came around to where, you know, it gets to this point where when you start to get some traction in your career, then all of a sudden you, then everything comes back. You're like, shit, now I care about this. I have to care. I have to control as much as I can about this. And then, you know, life is just, it's fickle and that it, it, it wants you to learn those lessons. And sometimes when you, you forget about them or you come back to them, you have to rework through that. So, you know, it's, 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 it's exciting to me that you said f- for your life, you're in a place where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling more adult. I'm feeling, I'm feeling more like I can, I, I'm comfortable with where I am. And I, I, I have this balance of work and fun. And, and that's, that for me is been, especially I think the, the perspective we got from the pandemic, I think has really brought that into my life as well, where I'm just feeling more like, you know, I don't have to do 13 shows, in, you know, on a, yes. you know, in a fucking weekend to, to validate myself or my mm-hmm. injury. You know, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot more human things. Like, you know, I even see like you, you do, you, you have stuff where you post where you're like, you're, you're dancing or you're like, you're pole, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you, you, you do pole classes. And I think like, you know, that shit's inspiring because it's like, like I do soccer now. Like I, I never did, like I never had like a thing. Every person who ever asked me about a hobby, it was yeah, always like comedy. comedy. Yeah, it's it. And I, and to be honest, I hate that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't even so much like the, the vibe that is around comedy for mm-hmm. as much as I love comedy. You know, like I love, like I love the writing and the editing and the performing part. But you know, when it comes to like, uh, hanging and trying to yeah, talk, be like, cool it, and be cool. Yeah, it's like it, it, there's get the, friendly with certain people, get yeah. booked on certain shows. That's yeah. truly exhausting and like another job. It's and it's not honest. It's mm-hmm. not honest. Like I, I, it's not who I am. Like I'm somebody who I'm a genuine person and I I care about people, but I don't want it to. I don't ever want it to feel like I care about something or I'm at inquiring about something because I need it, you know, mm-hmm. or because I'm trying to get because I'm trying to get somewhere further, even though I. I am, I want it to be on the merits of my hard work, not, yeah. you know, whatever. Not like who you know and uh, who, yeah, yeah. who likes you best or whatever. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. So that part, you know, it's just politicking and it. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm, too, I'm too transparent for it to feel honest for me. So I, I have to navigate that a little bit. But I think just coming down to, you know, like we're talking about, it's just like being comfortable with where you're at, trusting and mm-hmm. manifesting, you know, more positive things for yourself, I think is, uh, I think, you know, I think that's a really, really healthy way to approach it. So I think so too. How did your yeah. life change? I mean, we do have to wrap it up, but I'm curious sure, to sure, know sure. how sure. your life changed after being on America's Got Talent. Cause that's like yeah. a huge fucking show. It's network people, like people, fu- millions of people fucking watch it. So yeah. like after it aired, how did your life change? Yeah, I was, I was really busting my ass doing, um, doing colleges. Like, you know, we talk about, we talk about right now, like, 
how many shows, how many shows I was doing when I met you was definitely a lot. But mm -hmm. the year before I did AGT, I made it a goal to do 500 sets. I was oh just my like, God. Five, yeah, I was like, I'm going to do 500 sets because I want to get comfortable in every environment. So Oof. I was doing them everywhere. So when I got on the show, you know, that show is just, it does have such a massive uh, reach. Um, or it did. I don't know if it still does. It, it, yeah. It, you know, yeah. But it did at the time. And then, um, you know, that definitely made it to where I could start doing clubs and I could start touring and I didn't have to just rely on like colleges or in, you know, in town shows. However, you still have to, you still had to like grind to, 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 um, build your, I guess, your social presence or your online mm -hmm. presence yeah. and stuff like that, you know, which has become even more prevalent in recent stand-up years. But for me, you know, I think I, when I got done with the show, I only had like, I don't know, like 65 or 70,000 subscribers on YouTube. And for me, I was like, I, I want to make that the main vehicle for my stand-up and for mm -hmm. when I was doing, uh, of my vlogs with my, with my dog, Stella. And, um, so then, you know, that was the main vehicle for how I continued to uh, afterwards. Like I could tour um, and people would buy some tickets for people who saw AGT, but it wasn't to where it was like pushing it over the top to where you were like selling out or adding shows and stuff like that. That was that I had to kind of like create through, um, you know, cultivating the stuff through YouTube. So mm -hmm. we're, at, you know, since then, you know, it's, you know, we've gained like two million subscribers which you know uh holy shit that has been the that that has been the big reason for why people will come to see mm -hmm. shows and i'm almost i'm almost happier to know that someone found me from like either facebook or youtube because that's content that i generated you mm -hmm. know rather than you know that's that's stuff that i generated um on my own but for me it was really cool after agt to have like you know people, uh, people want come, want to come see me. And then I was so young when I did that show that it's cool to try and like, you know, evolve into more adult things and talking about more adult things and not talking so much about my speech or making jokes about my mm -hmm. stutter and stuff like that. Like, you know, it, like I said, it's, it's just about being honest with where you're at. And I know that sounds like fucking artsy or whatever, but I just mean, you know, that's been what's cool about it. Well, I think that's awesome because it, it is disingenuous if you like aren't having, if your stutter isn't as prevalent and isn't affecting yeah. your life as much, it's like, then why am I still making why jokes talk? about that? Exactly. Why not evolve to the person I am now? And mm -hmm. that is like, I, I really identify with that because after my special, I was like, well, I am a horny single lady, but also mm -hmm. I'm horny for love. And I've been yeah. like trying to figure out what that means to me and means to my stand up because yeah. I never want to just be like inauthentic or like mm -hmm. have people go, Jesus Christ, this is all she fucking talks about because it's like, yeah, well, there are different facets of me. I got to figure out which one I want to show. Yeah. Stand up is. Yeah, it's just interesting. It is. I mean, and it is interesting because you can find that market like that, 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 that is very niche. However, people are identify with it or they or they, you know, they, you know, like 
fuck, you know, there's just, there's so many people, there's so many comics who they're talking about one thing that's so specific to them and so many people relate to it mm-hmm. that they're, that, 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 that they're sometimes afraid to leave it. Yeah. And for me, you know, I've had to talk about this like in therapy where it's just like I went from hating my the way I talk so much that I would make jokes about it to then people knew that's all they knew me for to then feeling like, oh, shit, is that all they're going to know me for? Mm-hmm. So I can't evolve from it. And then to where it pe- pe- people had accused me of it not being real in the first place. So then I'm like, no, like, like, I, do I have to feel like I could never grow from it? Or mm-hmm. can I, you know, and then it all just boils down to, yeah, inauthentic is such a great word because it's never something you, it's never going to, it's never going to feel good and it's never going to translate mm-hmm. in what you're trying to do. And I hopefully think people appreciate, um, um, someone who evolves more rather than just yeah. doing, you know, the same whatever, bullshit you know. Exactly. over and over and over, like repurpose exactly. material. Yeah. I, um, I have like a, a couple of jobs where I had to like cancel shows, but then also I was like, maybe we just like regroup and figure out what I want to talk about. And I yeah. think, I don't know. I think in life we can all just like learn to like take a minute I think that's like yeah. with the pandemic, like not to, like, yes. I know I come from a very privileged place where I was able to not work and, or mm-hmm. podcast and still, you know, make mm-hmm. a living or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I did do less. And as like things have opened up and we're back out there doing things, I have to keep reminding myself, I do not need to say yes to everything if it's mm-hmm. not going to bring me joy or move my career in a way that I'm trying to have it move. And then yeah. also, People can wait. They can wait till you have the material that you're like happy to show them as opposed to something you've like cobbled together. Just, you know, give me your money. And that feels grimy to me. So. Yeah, it feels in, it feels incomplete, and it feels yeah. like there's no there's no purpose. I mean, you can just go in circles. Then, if you're just saying yes all the mm-hmm. time, and I think the way you're doing it right now, especially if you're not doing shows until next year, and you're you're just kind of, you know, you're you're working on the things that you want to work on where you're at, mm-hmm. and also growing personally. It feels like uh, the more that you can, you know grow personally, the more like opportunities otherwise come to you professionally as well, because then you're just, you know, you're manifesting that same, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that same kind of growth. But I would say the challenge is with our, with our industry, you do have to book shows well in advance, you know? So you're almost like, well, what's the mental place I'm going to be at six months from now, you know? Yeah. That's why like, uh, 2019, I burnt myself out. Like, Boy, oh boy, I've mm-hmm. never been more tired because I was like on sets working. I wrote a mm-hmm. book uh, and I was touring almost every weekend. But by yeah. like the end of it, I had like, I remember like November of 2019, I had some of the best shows of my life and I was like happy and like fulfilled with what I was talking about. And then the pandemic hit and then I was like, well, I can't do all of that. I have to. So then I started like cherry picking things that I was like, this is what I still want to talk. It has just been like a real interesting um, journey these last two years. I completely agree. I think, and I know that it's, it does sound, it does sound like you're, you can come from a privileged place if you say that it was a blessing because it wasn't always, it wasn't a blessing to everybody. That's not everybody's relationship Mm -hmm. with it. However, I was in the same position in 2019 where I, it just got, it just got to be so much. I was never go, I was never in a position to say no to Mm -hmm. things. And, and then you just get, um, you get taken advantage of 
by your own, you know, by yourself your own being self. like, I have to yeah. do this. I have to keep grinding. If I don't do it, someone else will. And it's like, yeah. it's okay if someone takes that weekend. It's yeah. okay if you take the weekend for yourself. Um, yeah. Big about self-care in 2022, baby. I know, right? I know. It sounds so L.A. to fucking talk about, but it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's it, 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 but it is real. And I, you know, I'm so happy with all of the things that you're getting to do. You're getting to do so many, like, different projects. And, like, it's just, it's, it's really cool to see that you're also at a place that uh, you've got some, some personal wants as well and some things that you're doing yes. for yourself. So that's I really want, cool. I want a partner. Well, Drew, <laughs> we are winding down. I yeah. stopped asking this question, but I miss asking it. So I think I'm going to sure. start doing it again. Would you date me? Uh, you know, I am in a relationship. Um, uh-huh. But is that, is that something that I am removing from this? Um, yeah, I, I, I guess. I guess it's like a if there were no uh no restraints, no one yeah, yeah no one in right. your in life. In a world? Yeah, in a I world. Abso- I absolutely would. And I th- <sighs> here's why. I think but here's why. I think we okay. would be a fucking I think we would be the oddest couple ever. <laughs> like provided I never met my current provided I never met my current fiance, I think it would be I think we would be like friends that hung out all the time and people uh-huh. like and, and but and people be like and I think they date too. And then I would I would I would slowly start to I would get satisfaction out of knowing people would be like, "Well, how do they like how do they ha- like how does their sex life like they're so <laughs> how do they do it but then How we would never and we work? would never talk about it yeah we would never talk about it we'd just be like yeah that's my girlfriend or be like yeah that's my we date and stuff and we're and then we would do sh- and we would do shows and then we would have posts sometimes on instagram mm-hmm. and they would be like and then and then you know it would be like if it was like my birthday or whatever and you and you post on instagram you were like you were like it's you know love this man it's my it's my booze birthday or whatever people would, i feel like people would be like this like so they're serious. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> we never talked about it on stage. We never talked about each other on stage. We would never be like, it would never be like, yeah. And and we would never talk about like our differences on stage. We would talk about just like, and people would be like, they have to say something at some point. <laughs> There's no way that they cannot talk about it because you're taller than me. Uh-huh. We, we cannot be, you know, your your personality is so different than mine. Like we, we could not be more opposite. And I just think people would be like, how the fuck <laughs> does that work? And so just, I know Despite you know, despite that aside, like I think, yeah, I, of course, you're you're such a you're such a cool person, and uh. you're gonna find your person this year. That's uh. that's that's what's gonna happen. I know it. Yes, from your lips to God's ears <laughs> to some big dick. Yum 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 yum. Okay, Drew, do you have anything that you want to promote before we get out of here? No, I'm too. I'm this. This airs when all my touring is pretty much done. But uh, I I start up again. I start up touring again in the fall. So just truelynch.com. That works. And concussed, which can be streamed yes. on YouTube. Yes. Okay. If you like this episode of Oh, I Want You Date Me, you can like it. You can rate it. You can subscribe. Give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you write me a dirty message hitting on me, please please send it to Why Won't You Date Me Podcast at gmail.com and. I will read it. Okay, this dirty message from this nice person said, hey, bacon sweat, huh. check out the dumpster on your baby. Oh, the dumper on your on you, baby. Oh, my butt. Okay, you can yeah, call oh yeah, me the chef because I want to spread your legs like butter and sling my sauce up your down south mouth. Ugh. Then we can go to the farm because I'm going to roll you over, shove my hog in your mud pit. 
I want to milk your fun bags like ripe balloons and make you choke on my man butter. You know? All right. That was a message. Thank you Are so you much. Are you kidding me? That was so well written. <laughs> that was perfect. That's the dude. All right. That's this, the dude. If whoever wrote this, please contact us again. You're my <laughs> dude and I'm going to marry you. That okay. Was perfect. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.